Hey, this is Chris LeFay, and welcome to another edition of Chat with Leaders, where we are passionate about amplifying the stories of leaders who show us how to use our influence as a force for good. And today, Jeff is interviewing Channing Salva, who is the co-founder of Brand Pollinators here in Georgia, which is a conscientious consulting firm that specializes in just establishing that foundational marketing within emerging brands. And one of the topics that Channing dives into is finding a mentor. And I resonate a lot with that because this year was the year that I finally did that for my own, my, myself and my business. And a lot of people think of it as obviously it's an investment into the business. It's something that will help you grow. And that's all hundred percent true. But one of the things that I didn't really realize that was going to be a huge part of that was just helping build team chemistry and helping learn how to build better relationships with people. And that was a, that's been a huge takeaway for me here in 2021 is just learning from somebody else who has done this building a business thing multiple times over and how to be very intentional with the relationships that you have with your customers, with your team members, and how to really balance like, you know, work and family time. And that's not what I was expecting through this. And that was one of the, just the, really one of the biggest takeaways that I had was just how that changed kind of not necessarily her trajectory, but just kind of help put her on that path forward. So, all right, you ready to roll? Let's jump into this chat with Channing Sullivan. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, Channing. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. It is my pleasure. From the moment you and I met at the Conscious Capitalism Be Local Georgia event in Decatur, and we had a lot of great conversations about social impact and purpose and community and living that out in our profession, I've just been so inspired by your wisdom. So thank you for the gift of being with us today on the show. It's my honor to be here. I love what you're doing, and I think that you're doing some really great work in inspiring others and telling the stories of leaders that have kind of forged a new path for folks. So thank you for doing this and for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's such a privilege. And, and one of the stories that I've really enjoyed from you, which is our central theme today, is how you learn to live out your purpose in your profession. And so I wanted to jump right in and ask, when was a point in your career where you felt like you were not living out your purpose in your profession? Mm, well, I think for me, my purpose was pretty fuzzy until later in my 20s, earlier in my 30s. But when I do look back, I see these early sparks that gave me an indication of what my purpose was. So pretty early on, I worked in startups and so I wore many hats and was dealt a great deal of responsibility from a pretty young age. I didn't have decades of experience that I could leverage, but it really paved the way for me to develop my servant leadership. And in some of those earlier roles, I was tasked with not only recruiting employees to join our company, but also building a team and helping them kind of build their careers in our company and also in the industry. And it was through that process that I absolutely poured myself into those folks. And I found such fulfillment cultivating my team and supporting them in their success. And not until I left that company and moved to another company did I realize that 
the absence of a team was something that I felt misaligned on. And so that was one of my first sparks when I realized part of my purpose was helping others grow. Advantage of working in startups earlier on in my career too, and really getting exposed to all of these things that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to in a larger enterprise where you're more of a cog on the wheel versus kind of being thrusted into the fire, so to speak. And what a gift that is early in your career to do that. And you know, for me, I think when you come out of college, it's so hard to know exactly what it is, your purpose in terms of just how do you apply that in your career? And everyone tells you, it's like, oh, find your purpose, live it out. And it seems so far reaching to even know what that is. So how did you kind of get to that point outside of your experience to just simply clarify your purpose and apply that to the decisions you set out to make from that point forward? Looking back on my life so far, I've noticed these sparks again that indicated what my purpose was. And so part of that that really guided me into where I am today is when I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't know a single soul. And so I started going to all of these networking events, which Jeff, that's how we met at some networking events. So it always ends up well. But I started going to these nonprofit events and nonprofit career fairs. And that was an indication that hmm, I really like the idea of, of helping others and, and incorporating philanthropy into my profession. So then I discovered a certificate program at Emory for nonprofit management. And so that was my first dive into what a career, a socially conscious career could look like. So that really paved the way for me to discover social entrepreneurship. And that was like the genesis point for me. Uh, so that's how I got my career. 10 years ago, I started working with socially conscious uh, startups, mostly in the consumer packaged goods space, but of course, beyond that into other industries. So looking back, it's those little sparks if there is a spark, follow the spark. Even if you don't know where it's going, you just don't see the through line when you're younger. Now I look back and I think, ah, oh, it all made sense. But in the process, I, I felt like I was kind of wandering around from looking for spark to spark when in reality, there was a connection between them all. Hmm, I love that. And really, sometimes those sparks, in my experience, can be a little uncomfortable. You know, you're kind of in this point of, wrestling with the tension of what am I doing here? You know, am I using my giftedness? Is this really my passion? Am I happy? You know, I think a lot of people struggle with the happiness factor centered around purpose, but it's almost listening, like you said, to those indications and actually taking action on it, allowing yourself to lean into that, that tension, wrestle with it to the point where you're, you're able to have a little bit more clarity and maybe it doesn't just happen immediately. And sometimes those sparks are just little, like you're just trying to get it lit and it's not all the way there, but it could just kind of mount up to that. So it sounds like that's been your experience. Absolutely. And and I I felt this, I talk about it a lot, but it's the pressure of potential. I always heard people when I was growing up and when I was younger, oh, you have so much potential. I can't wait for you to tap into it. And for me, that only made me more anxious. I said, oh my gosh, I have potential, but how do I utilize it? Will I ever live up to my potential? While simultaneously I was pursuing happiness. And in reality, we shouldn't pursue happiness because it's a fleeting emotion, but rather we should pursue meaning. And when I finally understood that concept, pursue meaning, pursue fulfillment in your purpose, and then the happiness will come if we're lucky and it will if we're in line with that purpose. So um, I think really the tension that we all feel is the fact that we're so impatient. That's where the tension comes from. And, and I think when we're younger, we don't have the arc of time, which gives us perspective. And we're such 
we're in a hurry to find ourselves or to start our career, to move to the next phase of life. And so we rush through those key years in which we're meant to discover ourselves. And it's, it's ironic because the true revelation of our purpose doesn't come until we actually look inward and sit with that silence. Mm, I love that. I do feel like a lot of the Gen Zs that are coming out now are a little bit more in touch with their giftedness and their purpose. And they're so innovative and bright eyed. And I think like for me, I didn't really hear the phrase social entrepreneurship until later in my career. I'm four years old now, and I'm just now (laughs) coming into this kind of as a profession. And I love it. I mean, the social entrepreneur community is just so vibrant and life-giving. But I mean, when, when you kind of discovered this social entrepreneurship, did you even realize that that existed at that point? I didn't. So the social, when I discovered social entrepreneurship, I realized that you can do good and do well at the same time. And for me, that was such a groundbreaking concept. I love nonprofit and I love the world of nonprofit. And there's some great, amazing work that's being done. For me, I wanted to find a career that was more sustainable in my eyes and use capitalism for good. And conscious capitalism, I know, is is how we met. So I saw a real opportunity and I saw that the potential for that segment of the industry to really grow. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I always thought, you know, should I jump into nonprofit? But yeah, is it really that sustainable? How big of an impact can you have? But in the for-profit world, I mean, the more profit you have, the more you can give in abundance. And, and you really want to enliven the, the cultures of these, these for-profit companies that care deeply about corporate social responsibility and social impact, because they're the ones that can have that sustainable change over time. And, and I realized through that profession that I could live out my purpose. And, and my personal purpose is to help ideas, companies, and people actualize their full potential. So for me, working in social entrepreneurship or now working with conscientious brands, I can help people grow. I can help ideas flourish and I can help companies grow to the next stage. So for me, it was, I, I developed each one of those, those aspects of my purpose over the last 10, 12 years. And now it's all come together into what I'm doing today. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that clarity that I feel like uh, I, I had later, later in my 20s. Yeah, I totally agree. That clarity just makes things a little bit easier to focus on the stuff that brings you fulfillment, that brings you joy, that helps you serve others and to use your your giftedness. And so I guess, what was it about your past that, think, that you think maybe led you to being able to clarify that purpose? Was that inherent in you? Do you think it was kind of acquired later in life? Did you realize that one point? Or do you think that's just who you were inherently? I think what my purpose is, is something that I always wanted. I desperately wanted a mentor. I wanted someone to pour into me. And, you know, I take responsibility for the fact that I probably didn't ask, right? Or I didn't go to the right places. And, and so I am wanting to give back in a way that I always wanted um, someone to pour into me. And so that's what drives me is knowing that if I can help someone 10 years earlier than when I got this clarity, how much more good can they do? How much further can they go personally and professionally? And so that's that internal fire for me. Mm, I love that taking ownership of now being the mentor that maybe you were lacking or that you didn't ask for that self-accountability that you express and maybe not reaching far enough as the mentee and, and looking for that wisdom. We are going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by InspireEDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. 
The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org. And now back to our chat. And I think that's one of the things we talk a lot about on this show is the generational gaps that we often find ourselves having versus embracing, you know, the wisdom of our elder community, you know, that are still in the workforce and have a lot to offer in terms of their shared lens and experience, but also the enthusiasm and the innovation and and everything of the new generations coming into the workforce versus looking at each other as the enemy. And so having individuals like yourself that are thinking about actually pouring into that next generation is such a gift to them. Thank you. I do. I think that there's a huge opportunity to bridge the generations. And I've even thought about like just generationally looking into companies and figuring out how do you bridge that both on a professional standpoint, but also a lot of our professions are our personal lives. There's, we're so intermixed today that it's hard to separate oftentimes. And so the more opportunities you can spark that collaboration, that dynamic, the conversation between different generations, not only within a company, but within a community, we're all better off for it. It's just a lot of times now community doesn't necessarily congregate as much as it used to. And so our workplace has become kind of that communal spot. So I think that there's not only an opportunity, but there's a responsibility to foster that connection between them. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. It, It takes intentionality, right? It takes intentionality to foster and cultivate those kinds of relationships, particularly when we're physically distant and we're gathering via more digital means these days. You really have to be intentional about the way that you pour in and bridge these gaps and embrace inclusion and embrace new ideas and check in on one another. So it just it takes a lot of work. That's why leadership is, is just so important these days to, to really step up, get out in front and kind of shepherd that environment, make sure that that's actually happening. Absolutely. And I'm just so grateful for perspective and clarity. And with every year that I get older, I'm just so grateful that I continue to get this clarity and perspective because I think there's also when you're younger that being humble and knowing that, yes, you have innovation, you have new ideas, but being humble and coming to either your company or your mentor or your boss, your manager, whoever it is, coming with that humility, I think is a really key component to all of this. Again, looking back, it's making sure that that was reinforced, hoping that that was reinforced younger in my career, but now also having the a greater perspective to see how important it is in these connections. Yeah. And not losing that humility either, right? Because at a certain point, you still need to humble yourself before generations after you and and not have this, I have it all figured out sense of wisdom. I mean, to me, it's completely cathartic to say, hey, I, I don't have it all figured out. I never will. I'm constantly learning. It's all about leading a long life of curiosity and just, you know, learning from the wisdom of others. And and I've learned from you, Channing, and I've learned from so many people that have come on the show and, and in my everyday life, it's such a gift uh, to be open-minded and, and to hear perspectives of others. And one of the things, if I feel a little overwhelmed or lost kind of in the day-to-day or the big picture thinking, I wake up and I start my day and I, I ask myself, just let me live in line with my purpose. If I do nothing else today, let me do that. And then I know I'm on the right track. However, that shows up in, in me and in my day. 
And that just helps me to kind of really focus again on that purpose, which has taken me a long time to really develop. So that's kind of a core question that I ask myself every day to just make sure that I am hopefully coming up with with humility and, and living in line with that purpose with every action that I do. I love that. It's such a great way to measure, you know, whether or not you're on track and, and what to get back to when you're a little off track. And so once you have that personal purpose clarified, why do you think it's important for business leaders to then clarify their organizational purpose and their social impact mission for the whole of their organization? I think it's clarity overall. Clarity is always good. So if you can clarify yourself, your purpose, your company's purpose, your company's values, and and constantly revisiting that, making sure, hey, does this still align with who we are today? We started this company 10, 15, 20 years ago. Who are we today? And so the more you know yourself, the more you know your company, the more your customers know you and they trust you and they come to you for that very specific thing. So for nothing else, I think for clarity and connecting with your customers and and retaining employees, it's always important to define what your purpose and your mission is as a company. And can that change over time? Is there any downfalls of that kind of maybe slightly modifying as you kind of you learn and maybe you awaken to new realities as as time goes on as an organization? Hmm. Well, I think if you're constantly revisiting, there's no sudden great shifts, right? It's, It's slight degrees of change or modification over time. So if you're constantly revisiting it, it's not going to be a shock to your team or your customers. So it's just constantly looking back. It's just reflection, right? Just as we all kind of sit down and either we journal or we ask ourselves those internal questions, we're reflecting on ourselves, our day and how we're growing. And if we're living in line with our purpose, as a company, we should do the same thing. So if we're doing that constantly, it shouldn't be too much of a risk or too much of a steep shift for companies. Yeah, I love that. I mean, even just in starting our podcast production company and taking chat with leaders and opening that playbook to others, I've been kind of really diving deep into the idea of naming purpose, promise, mission, vision, values. and But then there's like little words and I'm like, do I want to clarify that word or how do I want to communicate that? So that anyone that you know works with me or that I serve as a client or when I'm in the community, I'm always living that out, but that it's something that I feel others can also live out and, and be part of. And it helps with hiring and retention and just clarifying that relationship that you have with your customers. And I think it's important and it's often missed, particularly with entrepreneurs. We're talking about social entrepreneurs. So I think they're already thinking in terms of purpose because they look at life as bigger than just themselves. But what do you think leaders can be doing to make sure that they're staying true to that, living it out, and, and then casting visions so that they can really sustain a bright future through all their generations and their kind of workforce? You hit it, the nail on the head with entrepreneurs, socially conscious entrepreneurs. They start their company for a very specific reason, or there's a key issue that speaks to them. And, and oftentimes you can get lost in the startup nature. I think sometimes it's helpful to have an outside perspective to take a look and see if there's any clarity that needs to be brought to your mission and vision, but more importantly, ensure that those values are being actualized in the market. Is what you set out to do, is it actually reflecting with your customers? Is it reflecting in the market? Do your customers know that that's who you are? And a lot of times I find people go above and beyond when it comes to ethical business practices or building out a really sustainable supply chain, but it gets lost in translation and their customers don't know that they're doing all the back work to make sure that they're building a really sustainable company. 
So I think an outside perspective is helpful, but then as far as, you know, how do you kind of help others within your company to find their purpose? I think there's a couple things. I think personal development, but tapping into not only wellness, professionally, mental health, I think is key. We talked about having those conversations within generations in a company. That's really incredible. And if you can have someone kind of facilitate that in a way, that's a good spend for your company. I think internal mentorship is great, but then also exposure to adjacent departments and then complementary companies. Uh, looking at Atlanta, it's such a hub and there's such an opportunity to cross-pollinate, which is why I started Brand Pollinators was to help these conscientious companies cross-pollinate across industries. So those are a few ways that I think companies can really help their employees grow, but also facilitate this conversation within and really make the company feel more connected as a whole. Mm, I love that. And I love the concept of cross-pollination too, because every business can have a very specific social purpose that they live for or a, a CSR platform. This is kind of what we stand for. This is what we pour into when it comes to our local community or the world or the environment. And they measure their impact. But when you actually cross-pollinate, you bring all these resources and all these socially conscious leaders and businesses together, you can really amplify the impact and, and tackle a lot of different issues hand in hand. So I love the concept of what you're doing at Brand Pollinators. And if people did want to learn more about your leadership chanting or follow you guys online, where would you direct them? Absolutely. So you can find us at brandpollinators.com. Uh, that's our website. You can connect with me personally on LinkedIn. It's just Channing Saliva at LinkedIn. And we're on Instagram as well, where we kind of post some behind the scenes content. So we'd love to connect with you and learn more about kind of the things that you're working with right now and any issues that we could possibly help with. Well, it's incredible work and it's such a gift to know you, Channing. And thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll certainly be posting all of those resources on our website at the show notes, chatwithleaders.com. Really thank you again for just sharing your, your story, your purpose, how we can clarify that. And I hope that everyone takes away as much from this chat as I did today. Thank you, Jeff. It's been my pleasure. Hey, this is Jeff Bond. And thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.